the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Furrow here with you. It's SoCal Live with Scott Furrow, I think it was going to say. You know, <laughs> unless that, you know, the cold weather, maybe that's just changed everything here. Blizzard warning in Southern California. What happened there? It got frozen. Yeah, it's cold. Good one, Wilbur. It got, it's cold out there. Blizzard warning. Snowing at the Hollywood sign. People are posting pictures of us snowing in weird places. And uh, it's, it's uh, you know, mass hysteria out there. But we're really glad that you are with us today. And blizzard warning. That's what happens when uh, they run out of Oreos at the Dairy Queen. You get a, a blizzard warning. You can join our conversation at 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. And uh, no, I'm not going to stop telling the uh, cheesy Dairy Queen jokes. It's a blizzard warning. Once every uh, 30 years, we get to talk about that or something. Um, hey, you know, I got a question for you. How important is showing up? Like just in general, just showing up being present when there is something going on, something that maybe you can handle from home. Maybe you're not the one who offers the most help in a certain situation if there's a tragedy, or maybe, you know, this week we're going to have all kinds of weather-related stuff, right? There's going to be people who need help getting out of their driveway, people who are going to be stuck maybe on the freeways because of snow and they don't have chains. There's going to be things that people don't expect that happen. And of course, stuff happens all across the country. And this is a question I want to ask right now and get your thoughts on. And I'm going to give you a, uh, I'm going to give you a, something going on in the political world today that has to do with showing up. And this isn't about one side or the other, but it's about the importance, I think, of being there and really asking that question even in our own life and whatever experience we're having. The number is 888-528-2557. Remember when the uh, Hurricane uh, Katrina hit New Orleans? President Bush got really ticked people off at the beginning of that. It really hurt his administration, just politically speaking, because he didn't land the plane. Remember, he did a New Orleans flyby. Now, he eventually showed up a couple of weeks later, and uh, that's when he said, uh, you're doing a heck of a job, Brownie, and Brownie wasn't really doing a good job, but Bush hadn't looked it up. It was kind of a fiasco politically. But the criticism was that he did a flyby of New Orleans, but he didn't land. Remember what they said? They said, well... A presidential visit is uh, brings a lot of traffic. It brings a lot of disruption. And uh, we didn't feel like that was the right thing to do. And you know what? The thing is, is that that's probably true. You know, we know that in Los Angeles, whenever the president comes to town, whoever that president is, it's terrible. It just destroys traffic and uh, it messes things up. Um, but, you know, is it important that the uh, the president show up personally in those circumstances? It was, I think, it would have been better for President Bush to land and disrupt the traffic anyway. It would have saved a lot. In uh, 9-11, Rudy Giuliani was praised a lot for his work as New York mayor on September 11th, 2001. And a big part of it is because 
he set up shop close to the disaster. On that day, he went down there. He went down to ground zero. In fact, uh, when one of the buildings collapsed, he got covered in debris. And there's these films, you know, of him walking back with his people. And he's just covered. He's right in the middle of the disaster. And you know what? I'll bet that most people administratively couldn't say a whole lot of what he did that day. But what was great about him that day is that he was there. That's why he got all kinds of praise back in the day for for that day. You know, I'm sure that he, you know, cut some red tape and probably helped with certain things in city services and other things like that that, you know, there's some record of. But what people appreciated is that he was there, that he went right in the middle of it. And you know what? He got in the way. I'm sure that he was in the way. I'm sure that there were certain things where he was, you know, maybe in the way of different things, but he was there. There's a lot of political pressure right now on President Biden and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg uh, to come to uh, East Palestine. It's hard not to say Palestine, but East Palestine, Ohio, um, because of that train derailment and the environmental disaster that happened afterward. I don't know if you follow that story, but it's a it's a mess. And mainly what's happening is the people who live there are very concerned about their health because there's this toxic fumes that went into the air and toxic gases that eventually land, right? That stuff comes out of the air and lands, and it's in the water, and there's all these videos on social media of people stirring around the creeks and rivers, and there's you can see the oil kind of in the water, you know? And some you know, there's, a, there's a suspicious part of me sometimes that says, well, maybe people just, you know, squirted some three-in-one oil in there and then stirred it around. But there's so many of those things going on. No, it's probably coming from the sky, right? And so... There's there's all this political theater going on about whether or not it's safe to go back to your homes, whether or not it's safe to drink the water. And the governor of Ohio, um, DeWine, he goes into somebody's house with a photo op and they all drink water from the tap and they're eh, it's safe, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it is or it isn't that you know, remain to be seen, I guess. But people are, I think, understandably nervous. They are understandably concerned. They are worried about the the water that they're going to drink. They're worried about their food. They're worried about crops that are growing wherever that toxic cloud was. And I think those are legitimate, legitimate concerns, even if there's nothing wrong, even if at the end of the day, the the experts who are saying that things are fine, if it turns out that they're correct, fine. But I think it's reasonable for people who live there to be worried. If I live there, for sure, I'd be boiling my tap water, right? For sure, I would be worried just in case. Um, even though I'm being assured. So there's a lot of there's a lot of political tension and there has been a lot of pressure on particularly uh, Pete Buttigieg to be there. Some on the president, but he did have the Poland trip and the uh, Ukraine trip planned. That's a lot harder to cancel. There's some who criticize him and say, well, I should have canceled it. But, you know, OK, he still could go over there. He could have popped over there even for a day. It's not that far. I think lots of presidents probably would have done that. But whatever the reasons are, there might even be good reasons. So this is this pressure has been going on now. This has been going on for about three weeks. And the pressure has been on uh, Pete Buttigieg, the transportation secretary, for a long time. This is an interview that he, he was giving where a reporter asked him about why he hasn't been there in person. This is after two weeks. Okay, this is a few days ago. This is what he said. But it's been two weeks since this dis- derailment. When is the time right? So I'm planning to go, and when I do, it will be focused on action, not on politics, not on show. Uh, in the early days, I have been respecting the role that the independent NTSB plays and staying out of their way. But we are now entering the policy phase of our response to this. And even as NTSB continues finalizing their work, uh, this is the right time for us to be looking at immediate steps from USDOT. Do you think the president should visit? 
Uh, look, right now, I'm focused on making sure that we have the tools that are needed on the ground to respond to this. You've got uh, EPA there. Uh, you've got our department supporting the NTSB's work there. Uh, you've got the uh, CDC, uh, Home uh, Health and Human Services there uh, to look after the health side. And uh, we've got to make sure that that agency response continues. I know the president uh, cares a lot about what's happening there. Uh, he's spoken to me about it. And uh, uh, we are going to continue doing everything we can to make sure this community is not left behind. All right. So you heard the Transportation Secretary, Pete uh, Buttigieg, otherwise known as Mayor Pete. I wonder if he likes that uh, Mayor Pete now that he's Secretary Pete. I bet he does. I bet he still likes that. Um, just just wondering about that. Now, what I'm talking about here is the, the politics of showing up. OK, so it's been going on now a couple of weeks and there are people there. There are people from the administration there. There, are, I'm sure that all those groups are there. And let's just assume for the moment, just for the sake of this conversation, I know people have different opinions about it. It's not really about that. But let's assume that as far as government agencies who actually do the physical work, okay, Environmental Protection Agency and the CDC, let's just assume they've been there on time and that that's all functioned properly. Let's just, for the sake of this conversation, okay, functioned properly. The question still is, should the transportation secretary or the president be there? Should he show up personally and be there? Is this an important part of the job? Is this an important part of leadership? Is this important to the people who live there, who are suffering or concerned, and that concern is not going to go away for a long time? This is a big environmental disaster in this area. And this is what I, I want us to dig a little deeper and get into, because here's what happened. Uh, former President Trump was running again for president. He did show up this week, and uh, this is what happened. He goes into a McDonald's. Surprising. This is what he says. What's your specialty today? How are you today? Nice to meet you. Hello, everybody. That's a nice, beautiful-looking group of people. So I know this menu better than you do. Okay? I probably. He says, "I know this better menu better than you do." That might actually be true, but probably not really true. Like the people working there probably know the menu, but maybe he does. Anyway, he continues. Probably know it better than anybody in here. Uh, we're going to take care of the fire department. Okay. We're going to take care of the police department. And what we do is all the people that are eating. Right I'm now. the owner, Mr. Tr- Mr. Oh, President. So How are you? I don't have to give you. That's right. That's a good one to own, right? Yes, it is. One of the best. So we're going to take care of your fire force. Plus the people that are in here, they're going to get a nice free meal. All right? All right. So he shows up. He's a former president. There's traffic problems because of that. Okay, there's Secret Service. There's a media frenzy. There's definitely a distraction. There's probably things not getting done that ought to get done because he showed up. There's there is likely that kind of thing going on, except he's there. This is what I want you to, to see. Now, this isn't like, you know, support Trump or don't support the other side. This is I want us to see this leadership lesson. Because what's happened since this visit, which I think it was yesterday, what's happened is now, all of a sudden, Mayor Pete's hurrying up out there. Now, all of a sudden, the leadership is getting out there. And it was a, it's probably a political loss because they didn't show up. And the thing is, is that's so interesting to me about this type of thing. And it was the same thing in New Orleans when President Bush didn't land the plane and he just did the flyby. He was looking out the window and they took a press photo of him looking out the window while Air Force One is flying low over New Orleans after that hurricane, Hurricane Katrina. But he didn't land. And if you remember that time frame, it was two or three weeks of political turmoil for him. I don't think he ever got over it, at least during that period of time, simply because he didn't land the plane and walk out there with the people. 
I think this is something for us to grasp, even in our, our personal life. They asked President uh, Trump what he thought President, whether or not President Biden should, what President Biden should do. This is what he said. Thank you, sir. What's your Thank message you, to Joe Biden before you leave? Get over here. Yeah, right. I don't know if you could heard it, but he said that my message to uh, Biden is to get over here. And that's all he said. You know what? I think that is the right message. Biden probably should be there. Now, I don't. I think Biden, it's fine for him to go over to uh, Poland and give the speech and the war, and that's that's a huge part of his job. Hopefully, the decisions he's making there are ultimately correct. It's important. Fine. But being present. And then there's really no excuse for Mayor Pete for not being there because he's not going to Poland or any place like that. Now, he's been under tremendous pressure because he didn't go. And so now... Uh, you're hearing this. They asked the White House, by the way, does the president plan to go? This was Karine Jean-Pierre's answer today. What I want to say is that it didn't start with the Environmental Protection Agency. Again, FEMA, yeah, CDC. No, it's, I, I, look, I, I want to be very clear here. I don't, again, I don't have anything to share on a presidential visit, uh, I, not at this time or anything to announce, but it does matter that the president put forth a multi-agency uh, uh, kind of reaction to this. So she is uh, not saying the president's going to go yet. They're probably working it out. And she gives this answer about, hey, the multi-agencies that need to be there are there. So things are fine. Now, here's the thing that I think I want us to to grasp. And you can tell me if you agree or disagree. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. And maybe you've got a story of a time when you showed up somewhere and it made a difference. Or maybe somebody showed up um, to something that you were going through or some where just their presence made a huge difference. See, I think presence matters. I think being someplace matters where something is going on. I think being personally there, it's more than just getting the job done and making sure that details are taken care of, right? It's more than, you know, if your kid's in Little League or something, you need to get the gear and you need to get the right pants and the right socks. And we're dealing with this with John, right? He's got Little League and the coach says, you got to get a new bat. So we're trying to find a new bat and he's got to get a new glove and he's grown up. And this is maybe his first full season because the COVID messed everything up for the shutdowns in the Little League, especially where we used to live. And um, there's a lot of travel back and forth, getting him to the games, the rights, you know, getting the number on the jersey. There's so much stuff. But you know what? I think there's a big difference between getting all that done and actually showing up for the game as the parent and just getting all that stuff done and making sure that the fees are paid and that he gets to play. But then if we don't show up to the game, drop him off. He's there a couple hours and uh, we go do something else. Maybe it's important. Maybe that we got chores to do. And I know some people have to work, and I know that it doesn't work for everybody to go to their kid's game. But I think for a lot of us, we have the chance to go. Doesn't it make a difference? I think it does. Even though the practical aspect of the baseball game, the Little League game, hasn't changed any. Right? He's got all the equipment he needs. My son has got what he needs to play the game. We've paid the fees. We've done everything. All he needs is a ride. We could give him a ride with uh, another parent. But I think it's going to make the difference in his life because I'm sitting in the stands, because his mom is there. Does that make sense to you? What are your stories about this? What do you think about showing up? I think this is the wise thing that we need to show up. And I think that what we're seeing in the story out of Ohio politically is that particularly Mayor Pete is getting an awful lot of pressure because he didn't think it was important to show up. 
And the president is getting pressure because they're pointing out how they're getting the right agencies involved. And let's just assume all of that is fine, that that there's no controversy over it. They're doing it. I think you have to show up. I think it's leadership. I think it's friendship. I think it's discipleship, if you have that kind of relationship. See what I'm saying? I think it really matters to show up personally in our lives. Wouldn't you say that? What do you think? 888-528-2557. Mayor Pete's getting grilled about it. Here's uh, Mayor Pete uh, getting hit by another reporter about it. But it's been two weeks since... Well, that's not the one. Here it is. Let's see. Mayor Pete, why did it take you an entire two and a half weeks to actually get here to respond to East Palestine? Will you apologize to the residents of this city for for the, the, the slow response? To the government's slow response, do you have any apologies? Sure. So he's asked that. He doesn't answer. He just goes in. And the interesting thing here, too, is that, you know, and he showed up. You know, to his credit, he finally got on a plane and went down there. But he probably did because Trump was there, right? And it was embarrassing. It's like, oh, you know, this is, uh, there's a political aspect to this. Um, Interesting thing. This is what his, his press secretary says. Sure, sure, sure. So can, can, can we ask why it took him almost three weeks to get here? I'm sorry, I don't want to do this on camera. She keeps saying she doesn't want to do this on camera. What kind of a press secretary do you have in this day and age that doesn't want to do the interview on camera? That's a funny thing uh, and quite odd. And uh, Mayor Pete uh, was interviewed today, and he, he tried to deal with it as best as he can. In retrospect, should you have come a little sooner? So, again, uh, in terms of the timing of the visit, I'm trying to strike the right balance, uh, allowing NTSB to play its role, but making sure we're here in that show of support. And then he said, that's exactly why we're here. That's why we've been here from the first hours of the incident as an administration. And it's why our interest, both in what happened here in East Palestine and in keeping our railroads safe, doesn't go away. All right. See, so there's a lot of uh, sort of politically being on the defense here. Now, these kinds of things happen, and we've seen this happen at different times. You know, I mentioned the earlier President Bush uh, failed to land the plane in in Katrina, and it would have saved him a lot of political heartache had he just walked in there. And, you know, there's this practical side of, yes, the president being there, or or Mayor Pete, it's it's a distraction, it's traffic, there's other things going on, I get it. But you got to be there. And I think that's a lesson that we can learn from this. And I think it applies to our own life. And I think it applies to situations that we find ourselves in, where just being present, it makes a huge difference. What do you think about that? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. I think it's a big deal, too, in a day today where being present, uh, it's easier than ever to not be present. It's easier today to just have a phone conversation or a Zoom conversation and not be in the room. I mean, it's so convenient, right? It's convenient that I can do a FaceTime conversation with somebody, and it's convenient that I can have a Zoom thing, and I don't have to actually do uh, one thing or another. It's a pretty amazing thing. What do you think about this? 888-528-2557. Craig in San Fernando Valley, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, dude. Uh, I think the biggest challenge is that Pete actually made excuses and said, oh, there's a thousand of these that have happened, train derailments. Instead of coming out and say, you know, there's been a thousand train developments that's happened over this period of time, we need to take the action and find out what's going to happen to stop this and come out with positive things. If the leadership is pointing your, the, under, underneath the, that agency to get something accomplished, 
something's going to get accomplished. If he's going to take the position and sit back and say, I'll, I'll get to it when it's uh, convenient, I'll get to it when I, it's not a big impact, and the whole time he's not actually putting forward a sense of urgency and concern, that's that's horrible. That's there, horrible leadership. There's something that he, like the whole, uh, yeah, there's been a thousand, but this isn't the same one. There isn't a thousand train derailments with a toxic cloud burning for a few days. You know, that's why this is different. And why I think, uh, and you're correct about uh, what's happened with him, you have to be there. He might be, let's just assume that he's right, that the right federal aid was dispatched. Let's just say that that's correct and they're doing a fine job. There's still a difference with him putting his feet on the ground, isn't there? A big difference. Yeah, it's a huge, a huge difference. And that's something for us to learn. Uh, I think we, we need to apply it because I think today we have a temptation ourselves to not show up if we can find a way, sometimes not to, because it's inconvenient. Craig, thanks for your call, Southern California Live. What do you think? Maybe you've got an example of a time when somebody showed up that meant something to you. Like they didn't have to show up. Like the details were we're done, right? The details are taken care of. And whatever the situation is, it is what it is, but the right people are there. But is there an example where it mattered to you greatly because somebody showed up in person? What do you think? 888-528-2557. I'll get your calls on that subject as soon as we return. This is Southern Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Thursday edition continues. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Text Scott right now in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about leadership and showing up. When is it necessary or right to show up personally? Maybe you've got an example of a time where somebody showed up uh, for something you did and it mattered, even if it didn't make any difference with the details but the fact that somebody was personally present, does that matter? We're seeing a lot of controversy in Washington about uh, Biden administration officials, even the president, Secretary Buttigieg, about whether or not they should be showing up on the ground to that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. 888-528-2557. Mickey in Calabasas, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. Thanks for taking my call. Glad to be speaking with you again. Yeah. You know, showing up is important. And you also mentioned what we're showing up for. You know, when there's a loss of life, a major tragedy, you have people mourning, it's important for the the consular in chief, the president, to, when he can, be be available to help people know that, you know, we're there for them. Now, mind you, uh, so far the reports show that there have been some animals that have died, but I'm not aware of any reporting of human life loss. Yeah. Now, as far as moving along to Pete Budovich, who lives only a couple hundred miles away from what's being reported. That's his community, and he's the transportation secretary, and it's a transportation accident. I don't see any reason you can talk about disruption of traffic. That he wouldn't pop in and say, hey, guys, I'm on the job. Whether he has all the information or not, the president may not have a whole lot of information about what's actually out there. I know he's got more than us. A lot of stuff isn't revealed to us, obviously, but, you know, what's he... What would he really be speaking on? I'm here for you. Whatever this toxin is that's killing the chickens, we're going to find out where the government's here for you. That's kind of kind of light. I think Mayor Pete has a, a bigger stay in this. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's why he's really taking most of the heat for this, too. I think people understand, and I think maybe the the 
the line there is what you said, that we haven't seen loss of life. We haven't seen that. What we, we definitely have a large community, though, and people worried about later loss of life. And that's why somebody needs to be there. Um, it definitely matters to show up. And, you know, they're showing up now. <laughs> yeah, I think what's happened is the key is nobody has shown up. That's the issue. It's important to show up, but nobody until extremely recently has shown up. I mean, fortunately, Donald Trump went down there, but, you know, that was a positive move. And he seems to be a man of the people in a lot of ways, whether I support him or not, it's irrelevant. But it was a positive gesture, regardless. Yeah, and that's, I think, the key is that showing up, it just means something to people, right? It means something to those people, even though him showing up might even be a mess. It's just being there. It matters. Agreed. Uh, thank you, Mickey, for your call and for listening to Southern California Live. 888-528-2557. How do we apply this in our own life? You know, when do we need to show up? And and I think, you know, Mickey's right about that's probably a, a, a mark of whether or not the president should show up or not. He can't show up to every disaster out there, but somebody should be there. 888-528-2557. When do you show up? Uh, Chris in Westminster, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott, I thank you for taking my call. I call quite a bit just because uh, it's so interesting of your topics, and I always happen to get on every time I call, so that's amazing. Well, thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, so there's a couple things here for me. Um, one, like when people do that, um, is it just more political, or do they are they sincere about it is one, one avenue that I, that I think about, because I would feel kind of somewhat, you, you could tell when someone's just doing it to, to do a stunt, um, and then you can tell when something's being genuine. So that's one, one thing I'd like to know. And as far as maybe Trump showing up, I could hear some people arguing, and, and this is, I don't know if they would argue this, but um, maybe him doing what he did is maybe overstepping potentially other people's, uh, stepping on other people's feet. I am a Trump supporter, so I don't say this against him, but just someone from the other side, they may say, hey, you know, uh, I was going to get there. But, uh, you know, you jump the gun and, and, you know, Trump isn't the president right now. And so maybe he has more free time. But uh, those are just some of the comments that I would, you know, put out there. Um, I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I'd love to hear them off the air. So I'll, I'll take your answer off the air. Sure. Thank you for calling, uh, Chris. Appreciate that. Uh, a couple of questions. He said, uh, you know, I, I would agree that if Trump had shown up like right away, he would have been in the way. It would have been uh, probably not the right time. But three weeks later. Um, maybe that's the right time. But here's what I would say about it. And people are going to say, is Trump just doing it for the photo op? Is he doing it because he's running for president and this makes him look good? Is that, you know, does he really care? You know, people are going to have different opinions about that. And they would say the same thing about the president or Buttigieg. But here's what I would say. Doing the right thing is always the best political calculus. Like you don't not do the right thing because you're afraid it might look political. You know what I'm saying? Is you do the right thing anyway, and it might help you. Uh, politically, and people are going to have to judge whether or not that's the motive, right? People are, are going to be able to see the difference, I think, a lot of the time, and sometimes we don't know. But at the end of the day, doing the right thing and showing up is always the best thing to do, even if people are going to accuse you of it just being political. They might be right. Maybe you don't give a hoot about those people. Maybe it's just about the cameras and everything. But still, the right thing is to show up. Uh, the right thing is to be there. I think that's the same. And that's, that's I think, the problem that we're seeing here is that there's all this stuff coming from Washington about, hey, we got the people there. We got the federal agencies there and we got this stuff going on. Uh, we're on top of it. But the people there have needed someone to be there. There's something about in leadership, but I think also in relationship with each other about being present. Um, 
And there is a good tension, I think, that uh, once again, Mickey, our last call, when he talked about whether or not maybe the President Biden doesn't need to be there, there hasn't been loss of life. Um, in thinking about this, maybe from church ministry, when does the pastor have to show up versus, you know, a deacon or just versus somebody in your small group? Like if something's going on in your life, something's happening. When does the pastor need to be there? All right. Um, when does somebody who represents the church need to be there? When does somebody, when does that really matter? Right now, the interesting thing is everybody's the church and generations kind of look at that differently. Um, and you, you, you know, somebody should be there, but what matters is, is the personal, somebody should be there from the church. Some the old saying is, you know, if, if the pastor doesn't show up, that means the church hasn't shown up. We have to get away from that. Pastor can't be everywhere in everybody's thing. That's why we're supposed to have deacons. That's why we're supposed to have elders, other church leaders, and that and really all of us can be empowered to show up uh and be there. But there's something about it that that matters about showing up. I'd encourage, you know, us to think about that importance of showing up. What do you think about this? The number is eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. David in the Inland Empire. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey Scott, thank you so much for taking my call. I, I really appreciate the work that you do on, on the show. Thank you. Hey, uh, so Scott, so you touched right on what, what I was calling about because um, that's exactly what I was looking at. You asked earlier about on a personal level, like what does that even mean? Um, years ago, I was uh, the music director at a, a fairly large church, a couple of thousand people, um, and we had a music ministry of around 80 people, 80, 85 people, between our, our choir, uh, worship singers, uh, the musicians, sound, everybody that was encompassing it. And the minister of music at the time uh, w- would refuse to go to those things that were special to people, like uh, funerals, uh, weddings even uh, parties are going to see them at a, in the hospital and that type of thing. Um, and he was the licensed minister, the shepherd over the ministry. Uh, I was not, uh, I was the music director, but you know, there was uh, always had a shepherd's heart. So because of that, I took it upon myself that somebody from our ministry needed to be there for these people, even if it was just to show up uh, somebody that, you know, cause we, they, the people give a lot of their time, and and as a ministry, we're not paying these people to be there. So when the, the times really count, when they're down and they're hurting, somebody needs to be there to, to be able to lift them up, you know? And so I, I totally agree with what you're saying. Somebody needs to be there, and it doesn't matter if it's, the, you know, if it's too soon or too late. It's like you got to be there. If you're the top leader, it, it, it makes such a world of a difference that they just see your face there, you know? Yeah, I understand what you're saying, David, and I uh, appreciate that, uh, your phone call. You know, it's uh, it's a funny thing for uh, the church, right? Who needs to to be there? There are times when I would say in my ministry, I was I was there for a lot. People don't always know. I mean, that's some some of it is people don't always know that the pastor's dealing with so many people. I used to have uh, um, what's it called, a power of attorney with different people, and I focused a lot of my time on people who had nobody else. And sometimes people were critical of me, and maybe rightly so. I don't know because I spent less time with people who had a lot of help. Right. If there's somebody who just has, you know, their needs are being taken care of and there's a lot of people around them, I spent less time with them. Um, and I probably got way into the weeds. Right. I'm the lead pastor and I've got somebody's uh, power of attorney and and uh, which is crazy. Right. There's certain things that you end up doing. Um, there probably should have been somebody else even to handle that. And I did have people actually in the church. There were some people in my church um, that 
they were heroes in people's lives. Way they went way beyond the extra mile in helping people. But those people were desperate. They had nobody. They had no help. And uh, I think that church leaders need to build teams to help that happen. And that as members of the church, we talked about this a little bit in the last hour. You know, if you're a believer, you know, you got to keep in mind that the church is not the pastor and the church is not the staff. The church is not the deacons or the elders. The church is everybody. Everybody's a minister in the church. There are definitely times when the pastor needs to be there or a staff person or an elder or a deacon. Um, But there's also always a time when any one of us can be there. I think that being present, it it matters. It matters a lot. Eight 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 five two eight two five five seven is the number. Ted in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. How you doing, Scott? Ted, City of the Angels. Hi, Ted. I just wanted to comment. I mean, you know, President Biden's eighty years old, so harder I for know... him to get out there. They're not saying it, but yeah, that's something. I... No, I be- I believe that, but we know that he wasn't t- even having complete sentences for a long time and he's gradually gotten better and he's uh, settled in even though you know i didn't vote for him but he is the president now and i think that he needs to pick his battles at 80 years old if he's going to be the leader and the commander and uh i do expect him to get stronger as it goes along um because uh that's just what happens he's getting more comfortable in it, his job yeah does so, does being present at uh you know not just for the president biden but for regular people does it matter like when does it when is it okay to just send in a team or make sure the details are done versus actually showing up personally i i feel that we do need a younger president and i feel this should be his last term uh, for health reasons, that uh, we need well, for, for more. any for any president though. Even so, for the next president, there's a train derailment and a big toxic cloud. Um, who needs to be there? Oh well, I mean, if I was president, I'd I'd go wherever um, they wanted me to go, and when they didn't think I should be there, that's just the way I am. I'd show up. Maybe like, you should run for president. Everybody's jumping in. There could be like fifty <laughs> people running this year. <laughs> Well, that's that's definitely a, a good good thought, but uh, I think I'm just going to stay, keep doing, stay close to Jesus, and continue to call you and and see what happens. All right. Well, I'll check on you through the year to see if you've changed your mind about running for office. We might put out a sign, okay. you know, Ted, City of Angels for president. Amen. Hey, Ted, thanks God for God. calling Southern California Live. I got to go to a break. Uh, appreciate uh-huh. you. All right, my friends, we'll come back for your calls. The number is 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, Thursday edition. I'll be right back. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about uh, leadership, when to show up, why it matters to be present. Uh, the number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Uh, Sandra at Mission Viejo, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. I wanted to give a little backstory. When I was recently graduated from college in New York, a teenager would come and knock on my door. I knew her mother um, talking about Jesus, and my attitude was, here we go again. Regardless, she gave me my first Bible, and for some reason when I moved to 
Los Angeles. I brought it with me. And six months later, I became a born-again Christian. So the Lord knew. But um, this is uh, the other side of the coin. The last time I went to New York in 2018, we drove three hours from the city to Albany to see her. And after the fact, she expressed just how meaningful that visit was for her. We spent the night, and she passed away February 4th, Mm. only at age 63. And what I could feel good about is that we took the time to go visit her when we were there. Yeah, it matters, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Hey, thank you for sharing that uh, story, Sandra. You're welcome. I appreciate that a lot, you know, and and sometimes we don't get the chance to be there, but, you know, that's a great reminder of why our presence matters in uh, in life, our physical presence, if we can do it. I know that sometimes you might be at an age where you can't travel or there's different restrictions or those costs, okay? Those are things factored in. But, you know, if you can be there, it matters. Go to your kids' sporting events. Go to your, your your neighbor's kids' sporting events. You know, we sometimes go to the sporting events for friends and their kids, and our kids aren't playing. You know, there's something, and they've come to ours. There's something wonderful about being present, and I think it's a it's a Christian thing because this is a big thing about God. He is present. It's what God has always wanted to do. It's not just to say, hey, here's who I am, here's who you are, and uh, here's some rules to follow. You're not going to follow the rules well, so I'm going to send a Savior, someone who will, and if you believe in him, you get to go to heaven. That's great, but God with us, Emmanuel, this is the wonderful thing about our God, that Jesus came here to be with us, that he sends his Spirit now to be with us, that the ultimate goal of God is that people who trust him for their salvation, that we get to be with God, family with God. See, that's the that's something that is so important with our faith. I think that's something that's, you know, part of being in the image of God, the reason that showing up matters. I mean, this thing going on in uh, East Palestine and the, the politics of who shows up and who doesn't. I think the reason it matters to the people who are there, that somebody's there, even if their presence doesn't really do anything practically, is because presence matters. And I think it matters because as human beings, that's how we're made. I think that's what is so uh, right about our God in how, in his character. There's so many things right about him, but I mean, this is a big part of it. God established his presence with his people in the temple and his presence through Jesus Christ and his presence through the Holy Spirit, and eternity is set up to be in the presence of God. That's why when we visit with each other, when we take that time, and just in like the example we just had, you know, in somebody's, you know, hour of need or to be present, and then you didn't know there was going to be something coming up, it just matters greatly. Do you have a story about being present and how that made a difference? Maybe somebody in your life was present, somebody in, uh, you've been able to be present, how it made a difference. Maybe it didn't, you know, actually practically change the circumstances, but it mattered that you were there. 888-528-2557. John in Santa Ana, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott, I'm not sure if this adds context or not. But in 2015, the Obama administration passed a rule saying that any train carrying toxins had to have the new braking systems that prevent derailment. And the train companies complained to Trump, and in 2018, he rescinded it. 
that rule was supposed to go in effect as of January 1st, 2023 for all trains carrying toxins, but now they don't have to do that. So I'm afraid part of Trump's presence is to kind of cover up the fact that that accident could not have happened if he wouldn't have rescinded the regulation. And it kind of bothers me a little bit that I have to question his motives, um, but I just think it's important to look at context and history of situations. Yeah, that's, you know, that's uh, some of the, the politics there. We talked about that before. Do you think Do you think if that has nothing to do with it, that he did the right thing by showing up? Oh, absolutely. But what concerns me is, and, you know, I can't get into his mind is Trump might be thinking, hey, if I buy the fire department and the police officers all a free Big Mac, no one's going to look into the fact that this accident wouldn't have taken place at all if I wouldn't have rescinded the law. So it just, yeah. well, it just kind me, of bothers me. Yeah, let me ask you this one, though. Let's say that you're right uh, and he feels some responsibility or he's you know got some other motive. Is it still right for him to show up? Oh, I think it's absolutely right for everybody to show up. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the motives, um, but, I think we get around to that later. He's definitely going to get uh, the left uh, Biden or Biden administration is making those comments about that. I don't know if that has anything to do with the wreck ultimately, but uh, you never know. Uh, John, well, thank you so much. Of, thank you so much for your, right, call, no for your call, John. The number is 888-528-2557. I think that, you know, in the political calculus of it, that's where it's kind of interesting is that you might have other motives for in the politics and in the public eye. But if you're kind of wondering how do I check my motives? Um, if you're wondering or you're wondering about a politician's motive or a pastor's motive or your dad's motive or somebody else's motive, one of the things to ask is, are they doing the right thing regardless? Right? Is it the right thing for uh, a person to show up? Um, I think it's the right thing for President Trump to show up regardless of whatever his motives were. It was the right thing for him to wait and let other people show up. Uh, that was a that was a wise political move, I would say. Right? He certainly has political benefit for that. It was there's a it was shrewd, I think, but still the right thing to do. Uh, Buttigieg, Secretary Mayor Pete Buttigieg, showing up even after saying I don't need to for a while, and maybe he's showing up because he's embarrassed that Trump beat him there. Maybe he's got political pressure and he doesn't really think he should be there. I still think it's the right thing that he showed up even if it's late. Like it's it's still whatever his motives are, whatever the reasons are, the real reasons he's going, it's still right that even if it's late, even if he should have been there uh, earlier, it's still right that he showed up. And I think for us, that's something that we can take with us, that it's always better to do the right thing, even if people are questioning our motives, even if we have an ulterior motive. You know, you know, that's the interesting thing about politics is a great political rule and great political leaders will realize this, that good politics is doing the right thing. Uh, sometimes uh, it might hurt you. Um, you know, an example of that is President Ford. Most historians think that he did the right thing by pardoning President Nixon. Not everybody agrees with that. But today in 2023, most historians think that was the best thing for him to do for the country. Now, it cost him tremendously because in 1976, when he's running for re-election, in 1974 uh, or 1975 for when he pardoned him, um, people were mad at him. People thought, what a terrible thing to do. Nixon should pay for his crimes, and there should be a trial, and all of this should come up. And Jerry Ford thought, no, that would be terrible for the country. We've gone through Vietnam. We've now gone through Watergate. We're dealing with so many things. We've got to move on and put it behind us. And today, historians almost entirely think that it was the right call. 
And I think, you know, for his legacy and things like that, for the sake of the country, it's better. I think it's always better. It's always the right political calculus to do what you believe is the right thing. Um, and to just keep doing that, because I think most of the time it pays off. It'll pay off for you politically. That shouldn't be your your motive. Um, but doing the right thing is is right. You know, in your own life, if you have a thought that says I should show up somewhere, uh, I need to go to my kid's game, or I need to go to my grandkid's game, or I need to show up to this event or this birthday party, and maybe I don't want to. Maybe it's on Saturday. Maybe the reason I, when you asked me if I would come and I said I'd pray about it, and I really meant no, maybe you should pray about it, and maybe you should show up. Maybe it's worth that couple hours. See, I think if you can determine that it's the right thing just to be present, you're probably making the right call, even if your motives are your motives, you got to deal with that person. You got to deal with God. You know, there might be a wrong thing in you doing the right thing. Not saying that that's not possible. It certainly is. And that's what we see a lot in politics. But the default should still be doing the right thing. Does that make sense? And I think for us as believers, we need to look for reasons to be present. We need to look for reasons to not have the Zoom call to actually show up in person. Reasons to go visit people. And not just wait for the pastor to do it or the deacons to do it or even the visitation team sometimes to do it. Uh, just show up. Tell people you love them. You know, you can be obnoxious. If they tell you to leave, you got to leave, right? But but most of the time, I think people appreciate it when you're there for whatever might be going on. I'm glad to be here with you every single day. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for all the calls today. We don't have time for more calls. Uh, but we'll be back tomorrow for Open Line Friday. We talk about whatever it is you want to talk about on Fridays. Uh, of course, we'll have some topics of our own, including the absurdity of the week. And uh, who knows? I bet we're going to be talking about the crazy weather and the blizzard conditions here in Southern California. You can always get the podcast of our show. If you ever miss an hour, just go to your radio station website. Look for Southern California Live, keyword Scott, on the radio's website. Otherwise, go to Spotify. Look for Southern California Live. Click subscribe. You never miss a show. God bless you. Scott Furrow with you. I will be back again tomorrow. Have a good and safe night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.